man, I like being in church. I love being in church. I'm glad that I can fellowship with fellow believers. I'm glad that I can love on you. You can love on me and we can love on Jesus together and just see him do mighty, mighty things amongst his people. Amen. So this morning, I'm going to be talking on the title of, I will look up. I will look up. And, and what do I mean by that title? Some of you probably already figured it out and jump right to it. But maybe, maybe I'm talking about those cartoons that we used to, you know, when they're actually good cartoons when we were growing up. And, you know, the Roadrunner and the Wile e. Coyote. When they were running around, sometimes the coyote would never look up and he'd see that anvil coming right for him if he would have. He's running and he stops and he knows something bad's going to happen, but he never looks up to see that he's about to get squashed. Maybe it's something like that, that I will look up. Maybe it's, I'm talking about, maybe I'm talking about this. Talking to myself. Remember, every time I preach. (laughs) Man, we are so good now walking blindly. It's a skill now. I try to walk down the stairs, but knowing me, I'd fall. But we look at these things so much now. I got a mirror on mine. What's up? And we never look up. I've, I've caught myself doing it at home. Brian will be like, Mom, he didn't hear me. And I'd say, what? What'd you say? I'm stuck in my phone. You do it too. Okay? So we're stuck in these phones like it's another hand and looking at it all the time. Maybe we need to look up there. <clears throat> Maybe I'm talking about at a baseball game when people yell, heads up. Which is the dumbest thing to say when there's a foul ball coming at you and you don't even see it coming. Look up, heads up, you know, so it can hit you in the face instead of the top of the head. So maybe that's what I mean by I will look up. Um, or maybe, you know, when we, I coach basketball, but maybe, you know, we make a bad play on the court. You know, I played also, or baseball, whatever the sport is, we make a bad play. What automatically happens to our head? I'm so sorry, I'm terrible. Uh... And then you need that teammate to come by and say, get that head up. Look up. We still got this. You made a mistake. Big deal. Or after a team loses, you can just tell who won and who lost after a game. They walk out the court like, oh, another loss. And you just know heads are drooping. They're sad. We need to look up. We need to look up. All of these things. You know, sometimes we as a people, even as Christians, have a problem with looking up. Looking up. In life, we can get bombarded with struggles and hurts and sickness and pain, and we, and we look to the left for a solution. We look to the right. We look behind us. We look this way. We look that way. We're looking all over the place, and we never look up. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. And the thing about looking up to our Heavenly Father is we win. We win no matter what. We, mat- we win if the outcome isn't what we expected, or if it was, we still win. If, if it doesn't go the way I want it to and, and things really fall apart, I still win. We have to keep that perspective that I'm going to look up in spite of it all. I will look up. Psalm 123.1 is going to be my first scripture this morning. Psalm 123.1. Still fired up from that worship. Psalm 123, 1. And I'm not really going to dive. I usually I like to dive into a story when I'm 
preaching, but this one's just going to be a few scriptures, and we're just going to talk a little bit this morning about how we need to look up. Psalm 123, 1, it says, I lift my eyes to you, O God, enthroned in heaven. And then turn back just a little bit to Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? No, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. That's a big, big, big verse right there. And then Acts 7, verses 54 through 56, right before Stephen is stoned. Acts chapter 7, verses 54 through 56. And by the way, if you've never read Acts, that's the kind of church we want to be. Chapter 7, verse 54 through 56. Again, right before Stephen is stoned, it says the Jewish, Jewish leaders were infuriated by Stephen's accusation and they shook their fists at him in rage. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God and he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand and he told, him, told them, look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Right before he's getting ready to get stoned and murdered, I will look up. That is such the opposite of what even us as believers do sometimes. We come up against something, not anything like that, and we don't look up first. We look at the problem first. And we see the struggle. And we're human. That's part of us. But how often can we just get in a better place with that situation if we'll just first look up? Right? I'm looking at you, Jesus. I'm locked in on you, not this problem that I'm facing. If you bow your heads with me. Father, we just thank you again for this morning, this opportunity to worship you, to praise you, God. God, you are good. And God, and we win. We know what the final outcome is. This morning, Father, I just ask that your presence would... Speak through me, Father. Use me as a vessel. Pour into me, Father, and let it pour out. Lord, I just pray that you touch hearts and lives this morning that are, that are dealing with things, Father, that we can take our eyes off the problem and we can look up this morning and see you at work. Just praise you and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I need Sarah and Misty doesn't even know it. Misty, I need two assistants this morning. You know why I asked them? Because they won't say no. Because they have a servant's heart. I forgot to add that part in there. If you guys could get one of those gray bags each, please, and give Misty one of those Sharpies. Sometimes I like to be a little different. Well, a lot of the times, usually. All right. Who's got problems in here? You better all throw them up. Throw them up. Two hands. Okay. We all got problems, right? We may be dealing with something right this very second. I want you guys to give me a problem. You're, you know, you, oh, I ain't going to say that, Rick. I don't, have some boldness. Anger. Anger. Can you write that on that balloon, please? Misty will be the next one. Somebody else, something you're dealing with right now. Fear. Fear. Jealousy. Hang on, let me let them catch up here. You guys can just toss those down up here. Pride. 
Throw some sins out there that you guys are dealing with. Anxiety. Anxiety. All right. What else? Oh, what? Depression. Depression. We got it. Injury. Injury. Broken heart. Got them all. Rebellion. Give me something else. Let's go. Let's go. Hatred. Hatred. Addictions. Lust. Loneliness. Somebody threw that lust one out there. Fellas, something you guys got to admit to a little more often that we struggle with and need to overcome. Rejection. Anybody else? Right now in your personal life, this is just a big battle that I'm up against right now, and it's caused me to stare at it instead of looking up to the one that can provide for me. I think we got that one. Loneliness. Okay. What was that? Doubt. Destroying marriages. No, not that one. Thank you, guys. Very much. Let's give them a hand for helping me out. This side feels a little lonely over here. Talking about. Did you guys know that all of these problems, all these things we shouted out, everything that we listed, God already knows about it? He is all-knowing. Uh, he sees when we struggle. He's all-powerful. He sent his son to die on the cross so that we could overcome some of these things. Amen. All of these things. Um, when you know Jesus, he brings life. He brings encouragement. He brings deliverance. He brings reconciliation. He brings love. He brings all of this into these situations when we look up to him. And a lot of times we want to focus, I mean, again, we want to focus so much on what it is in front of us and not the one that who can move it out of the way for us. And again, it may not be like you want it to be. I faced that in my life. I'm like, God, do it like this, and, and this is the way I need it to go. And he says, well, I'm going to do it like this, and you're still going to be blessed because I'm still going to work it out for your good. We have to get that mentality that we need to look up. And God has a, he's got a purpose and a plan for everything that we go to. We don't see that right in the moment. It's hard to understand. I've questioned that myself. Why now? Why here? Why does this have to happen? But again, if you'll understand that he's going to take whatever that is, even when it hurts, and turn it around for good. You may not see it now. You may not see it 10 years from now, but he's going to do that. His word says he will. People around us need to know where the answers to life are. And we don't have all the answers. I've had to tell some of the youth group, uh, Rick, what about this where it says this? And I said, I don't know, but I'm going to find out for you. It's okay to say you don't know and you don't have all the answers to everything. I tell it to my wife all the time. <laughs> uh -uh. Okay? But we can look up to the one who does and make sure our lives point them in that same direction. 
When they're coming to us, they're coming to us for a reason. The ones that don't know the Lord, they know we do. And they're coming up to us to find out, how can I have what you have so as I struggle with things, I can still look up and not get down on myself while I go through it. You know, as a church body, when we see a brother or sister in here going through something and we watch how they respond by looking up to Jesus, that encourages my faith. That increases my faith. You know, if I see Dale going through, through something and, and he keeps his eyes locked in on Jesus through the whole thing, that speaks to me. That I can do that too. I can do that through Christ being the center of my life. And I, when I see that in the church, that instead of, you know, I, I think the world sees the, the other side of it sometimes in us too. I thought you had faith. But, but I thought everything, oh, your trust was in Jesus. Why are you moping around like I do? There's another side of that too. But we want to be that side that says I'm focused on him no matter what. I'm going to lock in on Jesus. I'm going to look up because he is bigger than all of this. And I'm going to keep my eyes focused. You know what happens when people look up? You've seen people like when they're looking at something in the sky or a plane or a bird or something. One person will be like this. And then what happens with the people around them? They come over. What are you looking at? That's the same thing with our faith. I'm going to look up and people are going to say, what are you doing? Don't you see all this going around right, right inside of you and through you and all over you? Don't you see this? And I said, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and look up here because that's where my help's coming. It's coming from here. And everybody that comes in around us sees that. Hey, you can do this too. You can do this too. That's what God wants us to do. It's contagious. 1 Thessalonians 3, 7 and 8 talks about this. It says, so we have been greatly encouraged in the midst of our troubles and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, because you remain strong in your faith. It gives us new life to know that you are standing firm in the Lord. I mean, we have to understand that he's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us in the midst of all that junk. And, and for all of us that have come out of that, to the other side, you understand what that means. That he never left me. I might have turned my back on him. I might have ran the other direction, but he never gave up on me. Never gave up on me. And again, we're not going to understand everything um, or all the puzzle pieces of life, but we know who holds the whole puzzle. We know who does that. Oh. Even when it looks like there's no way. Anybody been there before? There's no way. And we question, there's no way, God, that this can get worked out. And we doubt. And we don't think, we don't think there's any moves left. You know, this, this is as bad as it can get for me. I've said that in my life. And I, and I think there's nothing left. I mean, there's no moves left for me to try to fix this on my own. We like to be fixers, especially the guys. We can figure it out. We can tell you where we're going. Just give us a chance to get there. We don't need directions, okay? But we want to be fixers and try to do things on our own. And we get to a point where we think, I just don't have any moves left. Look up on the screen. I got a picture for you guys. What's that a picture of? Chess, but look a little closer. 
Checkmate. There are no moves left in this game. So that king is going to just have to lay down and give up. But we serve a different king. We ain't playing a game here. We're in life. And with God, he always has another move. We may not see it here, but God's got, always got another move. It's not checkmate for us when he's on our side. I've got one more move. When I think I'm at the end of my rope, I've got one more move because God's on my side. I'm not limited by my own thinking. Because that is very limited, especially for Rick Hayes. But I'm not limited by that when he's on my side. All I have to do is look up and watch what happens. And it may not happen just like that. But put it in his hands and let him do with it what he wants. And trust him. One more move. It's not checkmate for us. There's all kinds of stories in the Bible. I just picked a few this morning where God had one more move when man thought it was over. You think about the story of, of David and Goliath. You guys are familiar with that story? This boy is going to face this giant in battle. Armor doesn't even fit him. I'm sure everybody on the side of David is just hiding and cowering down and saying, oh, this is going to be bad. This teenage boy is going to get slaughtered and we're sending him out there. But God had another move. They were limited on their human perspective and not the supernatural realm where God operates. One more move. And we know how that story ends. Daniel in the lion's den. I'm going to send you down there and you're probably not going to survive the night. These lions are hungry. They're going to devour you. And the next morning, he's down there with his little kitty cats that haven't touched him because God's got another move. We just look up. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Man, we threw three in that furnace because they wouldn't bow down and worship. The false god. We threw three in there. But there's four because God's got another move. And they're not going to be harmed. Abraham and Isaac. I can't even imagine this. To be in this, be Abraham in this story and thinking about sacrificing Jackson. There's no way. I would have done left. So no, God, sorry, not me. But Abraham was obedient all the way up until almost killing his son. And God said, I got one more move. It's not over. It's not over. Joseph, the dreamer, talk about a bad life and you do nothing to deserve it besides hear from God. He could have gave up. He could have thought, what else am I going to do? But he kept looking up. He kept looking up to God. Crossing the Red Sea. Can you imagine standing on this, right in front of this big body of water and say, sorry, we have nothing left to do. This is it's our last move. And God says, mm -mm -mm. Right. it ain't over. 
That happened. It happened. And I've seen time and time again, not as often as, as before, because you know, I really think the church has fallen away some, and we as Christians are not as close to God as we need to be to see him operate like he wants to operate. But I've seen time and time again God say, Rick, you don't see what I see. You don't understand what I can do. You don't understand that I've got one more move. All you got to do is look up and rely on me. I will look up. It's an old song that says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will go, grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. I will look up. The praise team will come back. And maybe just a few minutes, but if you'll play softly, I'd appreciate it much. When a baby is born and looks up at you for the first time, and maybe this was just me, but in my heart, and I may have said it audibly, but when they look at you for that first time, you tell them, I love you, I'll always be there for you, I will protect you, you can count on me. I'm going to take care of you. As we come to Jesus, and we give our lives to him, and we look up to him, he said, I've got you. I love you. I'm going to take care of you. Just keep looking up to me. Can I have that bag behind you there, Justine? And before we come to Jesus, and I didn't even think of this until I saw this black bag, this is what our heart looks like. Uh, we don't have much hope. We're not feeling much love. We don't understand what life's about and what God has for us. But then we decide we're going to give our, our lives to Him. We feel that Holy Spirit conviction drawing us to the altar or wherever we're at. And we say, God, I just, I just want to give you my life. I just want to give you my life. I just want to give you my heart. This is all he's after. This is all he's after. And when we face things and we, and we struggle with things, remember that I've, I've given this to Jesus. This is Jesus' now. And he's the Lord of my life. And, and when you let, you know, we've got these problems here weighing us down, staying down. But you let something like this go and you just really rely on him, it makes you just look up. I just look up. So when I face things now, I know my heart belongs to him. I just look up. I'll be battling problems. I'll be battling struggles. I'm just going to look up. Because he has this. He's not going to leave me. He's not going to abandon me. For those of you, Aaron, you got that for me? It's going to be a little different right now. Don't hurt me. I'm going to ask for some boldness and braveness and honesty tonight, this morning. 
This was lust. It's the problem of lust, sin of lust. I want you to stand up in here right now if you're dealing with, the rest of you, I want you to bow your heads and start praying. If you're dealing with this right now, I want you to stand up. And I need the rest of the congregation just to pray because people are gonna get delivered this morning. For those that are standing, I just want you to pray. You pray in your own way right where you're at. Ain't nobody looking at you. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we speak over the sin of lust. And Father, we know that you want our minds and our hearts pure, Father. And right now, this chain that is shackled around these brothers right now, these people that are standing right now, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, it breaks off right now. Lord, that their hearts are pure and their minds are locked in on you and not what the enemy tries to feed them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Rejection. You're dealing with rejection. Stand up across this church. Rejection. I don't feel like anybody wants me. I've always been rejected. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we speak over this rejection. Father, let them know that they are loved more than they can ever imagine by you. And God, I pray they can forgive people that rejected them and find freedom in that right now in the name of Jesus. Father, they're not rejected, they are loved. And Father, if they're in this building right now, I know they're loved by this congregation as well. And Lord, I just speak over this rejection and right now in the name of Jesus, it has to go. Jealousy, you're dealing with jealousy in your life and you just can't get past it. Should you stand? Father, right now, spirit of jealousy, God. Lord, you don't want us to be jealous of what other people have, God. You want us to walk out our salvation and figure that out for ourselves, God, that Lord, when you want to work through us, you want to work through us, not someone we're trying to be. And Lord, I just pray right now over that jealousy, Father, that you would take that from our hearts and let us learn, Father, that we are dependent only on you. You have all that we need, Father. You can work through us any way you want to, and we don't have to be somebody else. You bless us every single day in the name of Jesus. Buddy injured. You got something going on in your body right now. Stand to your feet. If I don't believe it, I'm not going to pray it. But I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and the power that has been left for us to operate in. I believe that healing is for everyone. I believe Jesus took those stripes upon his back for moments like this. That we can call on the name of the Lord and his Holy Spirit will move in our bodies. So right now, Father, any injury, any sickness, anything anybody's dealing right now with, Father, right now, Father, 
Lord, as we pray for those around us right now, Father, I pray your healing is released in their body. Holy Spirit, do a work that only you can do. Remove any doubt. We will look up. We don't want to look at the ailment or the sickness or the injury. We will look up. Lord, cleanse our hearts from anything that doesn't need to be there as we call on your name right now, Father. Holy Spirit, move and do a work. Whether it's a knee, a back, cancer, sickness, whatever it is, God, do it right now in the name of Jesus, your Son. Holy Spirit, move, 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 move amongst these bodies in here right now. We'll give you the praise and the thanks for it. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to continue praying over these things as they sing and do altar call. And I'm going to pop them. Hope that doesn't bother the singers. But God always has another move. Orchardville Church, God has another move. Every negative word, every negative thought spoken over this church is a lie. We stand, as we always have, on the promises of God and what his word says. We will continue to reach, teach, and serve people. And I know there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of pain, but that's nothing too big for God. And there's spiritual battles going on over this church right now that some of you aren't even aware of. That's right. But he's got us. He's got us. When we look up first, that makes these things so much different to look at when we're locked in on him. you're watching this morning or you're here this morning and you don't have Jesus as your Savior, look up. Call on the name of the Lord and you'll be saved. If you want prayer for that this morning, I'll meet you down here at the altar and we can pray together. If you have any other need this morning, maybe I haven't got to one of these yet, but you're dealing with it, come up and we can pray. Or you can just pray in your own way. Can we also remember to pray for our country? I'm not, I'm not one to get into politics. I'm one to tell you that God's in control no matter what. And it doesn't matter how crazy things get on this earth, and they're crazy. He's still in control. He's still got another move. So spend some time at the altar this morning. If you're not dealing with anything, if nothing else, just pray for our country and, 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 and God's direction in all of this. Luke 21, 28 says, stand up and we need to look up in these last days for our redemption is drawing near. So as they sing and play, I just encourage you guys to come and pray. Let's, let's let God do what he wants to do. Maybe your heart's hardened this morning. Let's, let's let him soften it up. Let the Holy Spirit move how he wants to move.